All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, December 29th. Fuck it. We're doing it live in the dining room. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. It is a raw feed, Clayton, and we are in my in-laws. In our in-laws, I guess, sort of. They, kind they've of taken you in, you know, they, they've given you a bowl and porridge, and they're taking care of you this Christmas week. Big week, big weekend. We've been gone for a while. You know, we've been celebrating. We've been opening presents. We've been traveling. We'll get to that, to the B.O. Boys road trip that's happened this week. But so many movies have opened since the last time we talked. We got to get to it. So I, we're going to start with last weekend. We're going to get to Christmas. And then we're going to go day by day and go over some of these results for the, the holiday week. But why don't we start, Clayton, with a plow for the weekend of Friday, December 22nd, pre-Christmas weekend. Number one, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom made $27.7 million in its first weekend. Number two, Wonka made $18 million, down 54%. It added 10 theaters. It's at $75.5 million in its second weekend. Number three, another newbie, Migration, made $12.4 million in its first frame. Number four, Newbie, Anyone But You, made $6 million in its first frame. Number five, Salar Part 1, Ceasefire, made $5.4 million in only 796 theaters. Uh, also a Newbie. And then we're going to go to number six, because number six, Iron Claw, $4.8 million in its first frame. And that's your top six. Yeah, so, I mean, let's get to the story of last weekend, which is the opening of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's the opening of the last DCU movie, Who Cares, yep. who, who, gives a, who Gives an S, Who Gives an F, yep. you know, basically. We just said it. And it's capping the year of the death of the superhero movies. Mm-hmm. You know, fatigue was the word that we were using for so long. Yeah. And... I don't know if someone could pass away from fatigue, yeah. but that is what has happened. The superhero movies are not fatigued. They are dead. 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 See, my dead. thought there is... Except for Batman, huh? Of course, okay. Joker, and, you know. But just the general, like, if we, we throw a cape on anything, it's going to do Bafa Bobo. That's dead. Mm-hmm. That's dead. Yeah. It's dead. Because Aquaman made a billion dollars worldwide the first one the the first one opened quote unquote disappointingly to 80 something million in its three-day weekend uh, you know five uh, i don't know what year it came out 2018 i think mm-hmm. this is opening to a three-day of what did you say there for the three-day weekend 27 27 it's dead mm-hmm. it's dead it's dead no one wanted this lost kingdom movie i mean the post-track numbers 69% positive and three stars, less than the Marvels. Yeah. People like these movies less than they did two months ago. You know, it's 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 totally, totally a dead genre. Warner Brothers did not give a give a flying hoot about this movie. You know, they opened it, they did a premiere on the Knights of Columbus and gave out you know, chicken fingers and and cold mashed potatoes for, for the premiere. They had 
Jason Momoa there passing out high C. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's, it's dead. It's dead. Do you do you think it's alive? No. I mean, I've always. I mean, I, I've been the biggest proponent of this happening for the longest time, and I think everybody was still deluding themselves that this was going to be different. This movie was going to be different because people like Jason Momoa and it's Aquaman and it's James Wan and that movie did a billion. I knew. I knew this thing wasn't going to do anything because people are done with superhero movies that aren't Spider-Man, aren't Batman, aren't Joker, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. And I'm going to just do a little, we got a little email, boots on the ground, from one of B.O. Boy Marcus, who, one of the great emailers, yes. um, he also gave us heads up about Salar and and said it could do around six. So he was, I mean, he basically nailed it. So he said he went to see Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It was a sparsely attended screening, and I'd say the honor, the audience energy was kind of low. Not really any laughs or much reaction to the film throughout. A couple people seated near me got up to leave the second the movie was done, not waiting for the mid credit scene, and good on them. The mid credit scene is the dumbest thing imaginable. Now, he says he's not a movie critic, huh? Huh? But he wanted to express some thoughts about how these superhero movies have gotten to be this dire. And he's just, there's another bad guy you have to stop. And then they add all this gobbledygook that makes no sense and has no sort of real resonance in the future. Mm -hmm. And so regular general audiences aren't wanting to follow some sort of continuity. Right. And it's just CGI gobbledygook. Right. I mean, he he says... He goes on to describe a scenario in which his mom, who yeah. I'm sure is a great woman because she raised a great emailer. Yes. And he cannot imagine his mom ever seeing Quantumania, the Marvels, Aquaman 2. He says uh, she would tune out immediately from the stupid nonsense about the silly multiverse uh, techno babble. She would just have to sit there for three hours with no idea of what the hell is happening on screen in a jumbled CGI visual mess. And then he says, I hope she never has to go through that. Marcus, we pray. Yeah. You know, on this Christmas week, Clayton and I are doing a lot of praying, and we pray that your mother never has to sit through superhero techno babble multiverse nonsense. We pray for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great test. I think we we have to use the mom test for certain movies to see, would your mom understand this? Right. Because as he said earlier— Top Gun Maverick passes that mom test, you know, and, yeah. and and I think there was a time when superhero movies did pass that mom test because I used to take my mom yes. to some of these. She liked seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. She's seen a Captain America movie. She saw Doctor Strange. That was pushing it. That's but she, pushing it. She enjoyed the first one, okay. not a multiverse of oh. madness. She enjoyed an original Doctor Strange gets into a car accident and gets powers, that kind of Moms don't want to sit through this. Dads don't want to sit through this. No. And and he says at the end of this email, another great email for Marcus, I, uh, children, can children even still follow these movies? And then that's when these superhero movies get to what you say the Pixar movies are at, which is they just become for sad 40-something-year-old men yep. who won't let it die. Gotta and that die. is what Aquaman is at. I mean, we're going to go through the day-by-days in a bit, but just talking to about Aquaman, 
It had the disappointing opening weekend, $28 million three-day, $40 million four-day. And then if you start looking through these day-by-days for the weekday results, on Monday, it goes to number two. We'll get to what the number one on Christmas Day was in a bit. On uh, Tuesday, it's number two. On Wednesday, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom falls to number three Yeah, in the daily rankings for this past Wednesday uh, December 27th, you know, the, the, these, and, and that's what we have up to right now are the Wednesday results. Aquaman is not going to have big legs. No, you know, it's doing the fact that every day this week is a weekend. It's going to make extra money yeah. because of when it opened, but it is not charting. Number one, it is immediately not the choice no. of the moviegoers. No flippers on this Aquaman. And that is the big thing that's going on right now in this box office, this Christmas box office, is that in a different world, mm-hmm. in a past world, mm-hmm. this is the big movie. Yes. This is the big movie. Yes. It's yes. the big whale. It's the shark. And all the other guppies are swimming around it. Now, Wonka's a big guppy yeah. making lots of money. Color Purple, we'll talk about it. Another big guppy. Yeah. But Aquaman should have been the Man, it should have been the man, and it's not, and that is bad for box office yep. because this movie should be number one with a bullet, number one by a far stretch, and then the runoff should go to the other movies. Yes, but that's not happening. Yes, this should be the Force Awakens, and Wonka should be the uh, Jumanji. Uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, and then you would have, you know. Anyone but you being sisters. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Except is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, is that sisters? You know, is that the number three movie this holiday season? The way Sisters was the number three movie the year that uh, Star Wars Force Awakens opened? It feels that way. It feels like it's like the third choice during the week. It's coming in number three by Wednesday. Yeah. Listen, this movie is at, as of Wednesday... $52.4 million. There is a good chance that this movie doesn't get to $100 million domestic. I mean, it might just because it's got so many weekend days that it's going to play through, through like next Monday, Tuesday. And the fact that January's so slow, like yeah. it's going to keep IMAXs by default. Yeah. I don't know if Night Swim is going to take all the IMAXs. Probably not. So this is default money for Aquaman. This yeah. is not money based on people wanting this. But it's not going to do well enough just by the act of there's nothing else mm-hmm. for this to say. Maybe we were early on calling the end of this trend. No, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over, Johnny. Now, let's let's talk a little bit just about this Wonka drop here Okay, over this weekend. 54% bigger than we thought. I mean, yeah. you were calling Wonka number one. I was calling Wonka number one. I thought that it would just have a an incredible hold. Um, there was a lot of new stuff coming out, yes. not to make excuse for Wonka. And I, so I think you had Migration, anyone but you. You had Solar, which was really strong. You had Iron Claw. So again, not that, you know, not that Iron Claw and Wonka cross over that much but still families push pull there's going to be a conversation what do we want to see right Right. so there are going to be people who wanted to see wonka and didn't because someone wanted to see migration right Right, so when all this new stuff comes you're going to have these divided houses right 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 so i do think 
this doesn't really matter now because we're seeing how Wonka's doing in the stretch. Yes, doing but well the, in the David days. But, but at the time, 54 seemed like a big drop for something that we thought people were really, really going nuts for. Yeah, and listen, 54% in a normal weekend is a great drop yes. for a movie that opened up number one. Yeah, Movies that open up number one usually drop 60% or so, and then they could level out. You mm-hmm. know, we've seen... Huge movies drop more than 60% and then level out and still be hit. So a 54% drop is good. Obviously, you want more than that on a holiday weekend. But the thing about the holidays is not so much the weekend. It's the David days. Yes. It's the Mondays where everyone is off. Tuesday, everyone is off. Wednesday, everyone is off. It's not so much about the Saturday. And, you know, not to make excuses just because I saw this movie, loved this movie. My niece was losing her mind during Hugh Grant Oompa Loompas. But... Sunday is Christmas Eve. That is a holiday where people stay home yes. and eat all day. Yeah. You know, they seven eat, fishes. They eat the seven fishes all day, especially, you know, I'm I'm an Italian American. We eat fishes all day. Wonka's a name with a vowel at the end. Yeah. You know, which is gonna draw from the Italians, but that Sunday they're home, they're not going to see the movie. But they're going to see it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the day but it yeah. is. You know, if you look at the David A's, Wonka got back up to number one on Wednesday. Yeah. So this is, yeah. No, we don't have to worry about Wonka. Yeah. Um, Boots on the ground a little bit. Another boots on the ground. Great. From wannabeo boy Michael, a.k.a. Waxy, Mm -hmm. said, morning, boys. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, This is from December 24th. So the day before Christmas, known as... Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve, Day of the Seven Fishes. Yes. Yeah, Day of Seven Fishes. My wife and I went to the theater to see Iron Claw yesterday. While we were there, we saw multiple groups of families in the lobby dressed up in Wonka attire. One family stood out as the dad was dressed as an older Gene Wilder Wonka. Then what I assumed to be the eldest son was in a Johnny Depp Wonka costume. And the mom and the youngest dressed as an Oompa Loompa. So clearly spanning generations, I think this movie will continue to kick ass over the holiday weekend. And Waxy, you are correct. Yeah. Yeah. He nailed it. He nailed it. I mean, this is some great boots on the ground reporting that people are now dressing up. And when that happens, I don't know if Wonka is going to be a phenomenon, but you've got trappings of a phenomenon. You've got trappings of gentle minions. You've got trappings of barbie yeah you know when, when people go dressed up as the character that bodes well for the legs of a movie this family mm-hmm. likes this movie so much that their eldest son and now i'm assuming the eldest son is in high school or something because or um, i'm assuming this is not a 25 year old eldest son no, no i would I... assume this is still a child that lives in the home yes because if there was a child dresses in oompa loompa and even if these parents in this Wonka family had the kids several years apart, yeah. you know, where the Oompa Loompa child was, quote unquote, an accident, mm-hmm. you know, and the other. Which it feels that way. It feels that way. But if a happy accident, they're glad. In yeah. Not all accidents are tragic. Right. Yeah. Even then, they're not going to be more than 10 years apart. Yes. So if you've got like a five or six year old accident dresses in Oompa Loompa. Yeah. The older son is probably 15, 16 at the most. So you have your 15, 16 year old son dressed as Johnny Depp Wonka. Right. 
2023. In 2023. Yeah. That is hardcore devotion. Yes. I mean, I'm not making going to make a judgment because it's not up to me to make a judgment. Right. Right. But that means that there is this IP is strong. Yes. Very strong. Very strong. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's probably a family if they have a not going to get into it, but if they have a son who's going out dressed as Johnny Depp, that family is not going to go see Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. We'll no. leave it there. We'll leave it there. Leave it. Leave it there. Don't pick it up. Leave it there. Um, migration. Migration. Let's talk about it. 12.4 in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you looking at the day by days? Uh, yeah, the day by days are, are pretty good. Migration on Wednesday got itself up to number two. Migration and the day by day on Wednesday, December 27th, moved ahead of Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. That's a good day by day. So... This is not going to be a um, $100 million grosser, probably. No. I think we're looking at a The Bad Guys level movie. Yeah. You know, where best case, it's doing high 80s, low 90s. And for uh, Illumination, that's bad. But for a kid's movie, mm-hmm. is fine. Right. 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 I mean, it's the rats need their cheese and they are getting their cheese with Wonka. Wonka is Brie, as we've said. Right. Migration's doing well. I mean, it's not going to flop flop. No, no. It's not going to wish. It's not going to be a Puss in Boots, the last wish situation. No, wish. Oh, it's not going to be wish. It's not going to be right. There's a good wish and there's a bad wish. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be either, probably. No. Yeah. No. Oh, there's no way. There's no way it's going to be Puss in Boots. I mean, it opened. To about what Puss in Boots Last Wish did in mid-December last year. But Puss in Boots Last Wish, one of the all-time great box office runs. Yeah. Incredible legs. Uh, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Do you want me to say it? Go for it. Greatest showman-like. Yeah. No, the first time I've ever said that. It was. You never said it last year. You never got yourself to I never got to it. I mean, it definitely was. Migration is not going to be that. But it's going to do well. It's going to continue to have a great week. And it's going to probably do well in January. Because, again, the rats are going to need their cheese. Wonka is obviously the brie. Mm-hmm. Migration is – it's not sliced craft. You know, that that's – No, it's not no. That. It's, it's not, not singles. singles. It's not craft singles. No. Um, but you look as of Wednesday, it's up to $30 million total. I mean – it's going to do fine. It's going to do the bad guys. I think the bigger thing here is we're not seeing any, in the last couple of years, any original animated films break out in a big way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing sequels that could do well. Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, of course, is a sequel to a spinoff. Yep. And, you know, the Minions movies are always going to do well. But we're not seeing anything new become a blockbuster yes as far as kids animation yeah and migration is also not going to be that we also got reports last week i took my niece to see wonka she had no interest in migration yeah there's not a big gimmick here it's doing fine but hey it's it's doing better now in the day by days than aquaman yeah um anyone but you okay now we thought we both thought yeah iron claw would do better than this one Yep. But that doesn't say anything about Iron Claw. We'll get to that. We're not going to say that Iron Claw is a disappointment because it didn't be anyone but you. I think the surprise here 
Because I was saying this could go Armageddon time. Yes, you were under thinking a under a million. Yeah, you were thinking barely Playmobil numbers. And I think that was internet brain. That was internet sort of. Mm. The, they turned on this movie in a way mm-hmm. that I bought into mm-hmm. where there's a lot of horny people around right. Christmas. This is the, and, and I think you are also wrong. I do think this, there's more horny people around Christmas than you gave credit for. I thought there were no horny people around Christmas. You thought I Christmas? Thought, uh, you thought belly thought, full of seven fishes doesn't make you horny, baby. And I guess it does because it this does. was a bigger that. Listen, let's not let's not pretend that this is basic instinct no. in terms of box office, in terms of horniness. Uh, you know, but it's not necessarily completely DOA, which is what we thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, it opened to the weekend to what five six. to six. It opened to six point two for the weekend. I mean, there were people who would have thought this movie wasn't going to do 6.2 in its in its run. Box Office Pro had it at 1 to 3 million yep. as the opening. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Say it. It did 6.2 on Christmas weekend, which I still think is a pretty chaste weekend. People do not want to get super horny on Christmas weekend. If this movie opened on Valentine's weekend, or a more typically horny weekend. I, I mean, New Year's weekend. It's a horny weekend. I would say from weekend to weekend, there's no bigger jump in horniness than that weekend from Christmas to New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I know New Year's is, you're not going to open a movie on New Year's weekend because then you've missed an entire week of the weekday results. Yes. I get why they opened it, you know, here. But I do think. Looking at this now, a, a Valentine's weekend could have opened to like twelve or fifteen. Oh if no! This movie opened no. to six no. Million. This thing's a stinker. Don't let's not. It's getting let, it's getting better reviews than we would have thought. It got a decent B plus cinema score, four stars on post track. I, I I think people like this movie in a way that no one thought they would, based on the bad trailers. Yes. Based on the parody trailers by. Nathan for you and Emma Stone. Yeah. I, I think this is a much more liked movie than everyone thought it would be. Listen, I think whoever, I think if some, if the, whoever did those trailers, all of the trailers, yes, it is a rare case where all of the trailers are bad. All of there the is trailers. not a good trailer for this movie. Yeah. I think even though this is a chaste weekend, I think if the trailers were better, this movie could have done 10 this weekend. I mean, if it did 6.2 after months of everyone crapping on the trailers, then yeah, it probably could have done a couple million better with better trailers. It shows there was an audience for this. I think it shows that people are interested. And in, listen, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn uh, Powell. Powell are obviously not movie stars, but they are people that people like and did have an interest in. Mm hmm. And better trailers would have helped this movie. Yeah, who, whoever whoever made these trailers. I don't say anyone should be fired, and I don't know. If I'd, say it. I'd say it. I'd say it. Fire them over Christmas. Wow, that bad. Those trailers are that bad. Those trailers are that bad. I'd fire them on Christmas Day. Wow. I'd have them think that they were safe. Right. And think no one's going to fire me on Christmas. Right. And then I fire them on Christmas. I. Open the presents for my kids with all my kids, my family, and stuff. Hypothetically, right. so this is 
a scenario in which you've got a family and like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. just go with me on this one. Yeah. We've opened the presents and I say, do you like your presents? Blah, blah, blah. Give me a second. got to make a phone call. Okay. I call the people who made these trailers and I say, hey, you should have saw this coming. Wow. And I shit can them on Christmas. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. So you're shit canning them from making additional trailers for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or, yeah. or they're in the middle of make, cutting an anyone but you trailer for when it drops on Netflix. And you're like, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. You're not getting paid for a, a second of it. And it's that bad that I told them to start cutting the Netflix trailer. Right. To mislead them. Oh, wow. But I was like, it has to be done by Christmas night. So whatever you're doing, you have to, you, you know, you, you have to stop what you're doing. Right. Get in that edit bay and make this trailer. And so while they're doing that, I say, guess what? Out of here. You're fired and you're not getting paid. I wouldn't say you're fired because, you know, that's like been used. Yeah, yeah. But I would say you're shit canned. You're out of here. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's how bad those trailers are. Those I, trailers were that bad. Yeah, I mean, the comp here is uh, Second Act, the Jennifer Lopez sort of rom-com that opened in December 2018. That wasn't really a rom-com. It was more of a Female empowerment girl boss movie. It was a girl boss movie, exactly. And that opened to $6.4 million December 2018, got itself to 39.2 domestic when all was said and done. If, if anyone but you gets itself into the 30s, I think that's going to be looked at as a success for Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. It's not going to be a star-making performance. This isn't Pretty Sid- Woman. It's not Pretty Woman with Julia Roberts. That's not happening for Sydney Sweeney with this movie. But we talked a few episodes ago about how this movie could be a this plus Madam Webb could be a career-killing couple mm-hmm. of months for Sydney Sweeney. And I think whatever Madam Webb does. This movie has gotten her past that. Yes. I mean, there's a sigh of relief going on in this the Sweeney household. Yes. Yes. Right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. If this gets itself in the 30s, and here's the other thing. This is a Sony film, right? Anyone but you? I think this is a Sony film. Yes, it is a Sony film. And Sony films, you know, Sony doesn't have its own streamer. They sold Crackle to uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul mm-hmm. several years ago. So if you want to see your your... David Faustino sitcoms, you've got to go to Chicken Soup for the Soul to see the old crackle. Sony doesn't have a streamer anymore. They sell directly to Netflix. Anyone but you is going to be a giant hit on Netflix. It's it's going to be akin to No Hard Feelings, which has been a juggernaut for them. Yes. And and this is basically get a couple of dollars up top, get the money from Netflix. It's going to be huge on Netflix. And it's going to be huge on Netflix because... It was released in a movie theater. Yes. And hopefully the people who made the trailers were fired on Christmas Day and better trailers are available when it's dropped on Netflix yeah. in a few months. Whoever is making the scenes that we see when we put our little cursor over yes. the screenshot. New editors, please. New editor. Yeah. So those are the movies that opened over Christmas weekend, over the weekend of December 22nd. Iron Claw? And Iron Claw opened. Okay, so Iron Claw opened to what? $5 million? 4.8. 4.8. So almost five. You know, this thing is an A24 movie. And I think by the nature of A24 movies, it's not it's not on Cunt Gems. No. But obviously it's not because that was a Adam Sandler movie and one of the best movies ever made. Um, 
I think this is still going to end up being a successful A24 movie yes. with a $4.8 million. I'm going to look up right now. Um, I'm curious to see where this compares to uh, The Lighthouse, which is a A24 movie that people point to a lot as not a huge box office success, but like a really emblematic A24 movie. You know, that that's sort of like if you're an A24 bro, A24 fan, I yeah. do think The Lighthouse is one of those ones you think of because it's not the genre horror movie. It's not the Ari Aster type movies. Yeah. Although I just feel like that's 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 some, too low. Yeah, that's an that's some art house bullshit, as a friend of ours would say. Uh maybe. Well, I mean, I, that just came to mind as like a movie that A twenty four makes that like guys like. If Ironclad does Lighthouse numbers, that's bad. Well, it's already halfway there. You know, Lighthouse did ten point eight million total. This has to make more. Yeah. Well, I'm saying this will make more. I think go along with me in that. Okay. Okay. When you Sorry. think of A twenty four movies, that is one of the ones you think of when you, you know, other than like the big big ones, Uncut Gems and um, uh, Lady Bird and the. Ari I think Aster of Woodshot, but hey, that's me. But I I think this is in that this could have done that kind of thing where it's just a. Only for the guys, only for the super film fans, and it does that level. I yeah. think Iron Claw is clearly breaking out above what an A24 movie usually does. Yes. Because they usually don't open to almost $5 million. Yes. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you think about this? If you think. Well, what's the day to day? The day bidets here are, let's look at the day bidets. So going back to. Um, Christmas Day, David Day, Iron Claw was at 1.9 million for a day. So it got itself 1.9 million on Christmas Day. And then the David Day on the Tuesday, it made another 1.7 million. Yeah. I mean, so I almost no drop from Christmas Day to the Tuesday after Christmas. And then on the Wednesday, it made 1.4 million. Yeah, so, so I So as of the Wednesday this movie is at 9.9 million. It's almost at where the lighthouse was in its total. Yeah. After like 6 days. Do you want a little bit extra boots on the ground from Waxy? I would love Cuz he Waxy. did see Iron Claw even though he saw all the Wonka the Wonka family and that was important. This is also important. We had the who's the next star conversation mm. the other week. And he says in Iron Claw, every single scene with Jeremy Allen White in the Iron Claw felt different in that movie. The theater I was at gave a little pop when he first appeared. I think he's just waiting to break out uh, to the mainstream and could be a huge movie star. So wow. this is this. I mean, again, we've said this previously. Listen to all of our episodes from this year. This is one of the most unorthodox box office years of all time. Yes. The other thing that is very promising here is emerging stars. We have been so needing new stars mm -hmm. for the longest time. And when you have Wonka doing what it's doing with Chalamet, then you're going to have Dune 2, which is also going to be huge. You're crowning Timothy. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. We're mm -hmm. going to be crowning Timothy. Yes. For how long, who knows, but still, mm -hmm. the crown is coming. Mm -hmm. Now you got this Jeremy Allen White. And... This guy could do stuff too. Yes. And and the fact that we have at least two emerging stars at the moment. And you know, like you were saying about Sydney Sweeney, who knows? It's not a disaster, 
she's sitting there going she's right yeah, now she's relieved yeah she'll now have she's a got, happy new year's she's had a happy she's gonna have a happy new year or now. relieved new year's yes yeah because madam webb is on the horizon so if she can get past that mm-hmm. i do think again maybe we have a female star so there is some promising things happening with the death of the superhero because what happened with superheroes is that the people weren't important the characters were right here Wonka is important, but also Chalamet is important. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Allen White is important, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like we're not talking about what superhero is Timothy Chalamet going to play. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about could Jeremy Allen White be Grodd? We're not right. talking right. that. We're saying, oh, people want to see this guy with his shirt off probably, but mm-hmm. they want to see his face. They don't want to see a mask. They don't want to see a goofy headpiece. They don't want to see a goofy costume. Mm-hmm. They want to see Jeremy Allen White. Yeah, show your face. Show your face, Jeremy Allen White. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here I'm looking now at a list of A24 movies at the box office. Okay. Here's a comp I'll throw out there that maybe is more in line with this. Last year, a big Oscar movie for A24, The Whale. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor Yes. For Domestically, that made $17.4 million, and that was looked at as a very successful run. Iron Claw, as of Wednesday, is at 9.9. I think it'll do more. It, it's gonna, it should do more than yeah. The Whale. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty big. I mean, here, here I'm throwing out some, some A24 domestic totals. The Witch, $25.1 million. Ex Machina, $25 million. Uh, The Disaster Artist, $21 million. The Farewell, $17 million. Moonlight, twenty-seven million. I think the Priscilla just this past year, this past fall, made twenty point eight million. It's still in its run, but it's probably going to top out in the low twenties. Yeah, I think those are Green Knight, seventeen million. Those are all movies that the Iron Claw could get in its grasp. You know, Iron Claw, nine point nine million as of this past Wednesday. It could do in the twenties, and if it does in the twenties, it's going to pass a lot of very famous A24 movies. You know, something like The Witch could be doable. $25 million could be doable. I it's, think so because, again... like, And if we, that happens, then this movie is going to be looked at as a big success. I think that, like we were saying with Aquaman, sort of getting some business because of how dire January and February are. This movie, Iron Claw, is going to... Already has awards buzz... Which will matter for people who go see this. Yes. It's got the wrestling angle. Yes. This might be a movie that people are either waiting to see or they're going to go see again and bring somebody. Like, this movie is going to have legs because of the lack of alternatives. And and it, I've heard it's a great movie. Yeah. I do think this thing gets to, like, 25, 27 with the Oscar buzz, with the Jeremy Allen White situation, yeah. with the fact that it's wrestling. Well, with the Zac Efron, here's the thing. Yes. And we're going to be talking a lot of Oscars in January and February on this yeah. podcast. Obviously, we're a BO podcast and we're not film critics, huh? Huh? But we are sort of awards prognosticators, huh? Huh? And we'll be talking the Oscars. Zach Efron's on the outside looking in for best actor. Mm-hmm. But if they're, you know, I would say he's running top 10, running yeah. Oh, yeah. seven or eight. If he gets in there, this box office on Iron Claw could really skyrocket. Yeah. Skyrocket in terms of it could hit 30 million, something like that. Yeah. But it could really skyrocket. So we'll be following that. Here's a movie that was more 
on Christmas Day, then, you know, we didn't do a prediction weekend for the Christmas Day openers no, for we're on Ferrari the and for the color purple. But I would say on Christmas Day, the color purple was more than what a lot of people thought it would be. And oh, I won't yes. say more than what the B.O. Boys thought it would be because we didn't actually do a prediction for that movie. But I'll be perfectly honest, it was. It was more than what you thought. Well, let's say it. Christmas Day, what did the color purple make at the Christmas Day box office? We'll, we'll move on to that. To the Pat, new, yeah. do we want to do an unprecedented double plow episode? Christmas Day plow. Let's do a Christmas Day plow up to uh, uh, Ferrari. How's that? I love it. Christmas Day Plow, Color Purple, number one, $18.1 million. Number two, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom made 10.6. That's up 112%. Um, number three, Wonka made $10 million. That's plus 120. Anubi, Boys in the Boat, which we have to talk about. George Clooney directed, made 5.7. Then Migration made 5.3, and Ferrari made 2.8. So Color Purple, $18.1 million. Huge, huge. Huge day, huge day. Um, You look at that Christmas Day top three. I mean, Aquaman is a a total dud. We're not going to get into that anymore. But Warner Brothers had the top three on Christmas Day. You know, the, the... the embattled Warner Brothers studio, it, it, it puts movies out. And yeah. on Christmas Day, they owned it. Color Purple was number one. Here is something I think we have to say. People are fine with musicals. I think that yeah. this was one of those where they sort of hid that it was a musical. Well, people knew because this was a movie adaptation of a big Broadway show. Yes. So... I don't think these studios have to hide the existence of musical numbers in their movies. Wonka's a musical. Mm-hmm. Two out of the top three movies on Christmas Day were musicals. People are happy with music in a movie. It's, you know, superheroes are dead. You need these type of things that make movies a big special experience. And I think music is going to be a big part of that the next few years. So this color purple. Don't overthink in the heights. And overthink the, what was the one that made you cry that you love? Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Don't overthink that those bombed. Yeah. People like musicals. Greatest Showman is is a, a Greatest Showman situation for a reason. Yes, absolutely. So this beat out Les Mis in 2012. Wow. It's Christmas Day. Wow. Hall of 18.1. Wow. It's got an A cinema score. Uh, five stars and 92% positive rating. So people are really loving this movie. Now it did dip the next day. Okay. Day by day. Day by day. It, it dropped 61%. Okay. But I do think there was a front loading situation here. Yeah, it's opening day. Opening day, Christmas day, day after, you know, people are doing whatever they're doing. I think this thing is going to have legs. Mm-hmm. I think this is spectacular feedback from the audience. Yep. I'm very excited for this movie and what it can end up doing at the box office when you have something like Aquaman eating S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think it, you know, it obviously uh, 
you know, it's this is a movie for everyone in the sense that it's a musical and it's based on on a, a famous book, mm-hmm. remake of a famous movie. It's a version of a Broadway. So it hits all audience, but obviously gets to super serve an audience that maybe gets underserved at the box office yeah. with stars, you know, that don't have not gotten to headline as many movies as maybe they should. And so I think that audience is going to love the fact that this movie exists. Yeah. You know, and here's someone who she's been making the rounds promoting this movie and she's been talking about how she don't get paid enough. And you know what? This movie opened number one, Taraji P. Henson. She has had hit movies before and doesn't get talked about as someone who could bring in an audience. Hidden Figures. Hidden Hidden Figures was, was a, a huge, huge hit. Huge. A huge hit. And, you know, she talked about that. And I love, because our show is about money. And I love that she went out there promoting a movie. And interview after interview, she was talking dollars. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how she doesn't get paid enough for these movies. Every time she opens a movie, then she's got to go back and they 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 try and lowball her. Yep. And Hidden Figures is the type of hit movie that should have broken someone as a draw at the box office. Yeah. And if Color Purple makes $100 million, to me- that's, that's another one that should break Taraji P. Henson as a draw at the box office. Mm-hmm. So I love that there's a movie star out there talking about dollars and cents. Pay me. Promote their movies. Pay me. Yeah. Pay me. Pay her. $18 million Christmas Day, number one on Christmas Day, Big hit. And again, we'll be talking awards the next couple of months. This really helps this movie for Oscar nom nom noms. Can we talk a nice surprise? Sure. Let's talk Boys in the Boat. Okay, we saw this film, Clay. We saw this film. Yeah. And five point seven. Mm-hmm. MGM. Mm-hmm. You'd say Amazon, I'd say MGM. Based on a huge bestseller, huge bestseller, and directed Mm -hmm. by George Clooney of ER fame. Now, we didn't talk about this in the preview because obviously we didn't have a preview for Christmas Day. Again, one in our mind, if you would have told me 5.7 for this movie, I would have said, go kick rocks. Yeah. But we saw this movie. Yeah. Father-in-law movie. Yep. Request. Yes. The way, you know, it's requested as in, I'd like to see this movie and then leave it at that. Right. And then not going to beg for it. Of course not. going to force people into a car. Not going to huh? ask a second time. Not no. going to ask a second time. But you could tell. Yeah. This is the one. Yeah. Not Iron Claw. Nope. Not Ferrari. Not Ferrari, no. Boys in the Boat. Yeah. We went and saw this. And listen, serviceable direction, I'll say. Okay. Which is a huge step up for Clooney. Not a critic, huh? So I'm not going to get into the quality, but this hits right where it needs to hit for who it needs to hit. I'll tell you, we saw this film and we were there with our family, but then across from us or down the aisle was another family. There was a patriarch. There's an older gentleman. He wept at the end of this movie. There's probably a man who, who didn't weep when his parents passed away. Yeah. Who, who didn't weep, you know, when, when his he lost a toe in a sawing accident. Yeah. Never wept. No. Wept at the end of Boys in the Boat. Clapped 
at the end of Boys. Yes, a lot of clapping, which is yeah. a very, yeah, a very patriarchal thing to do. Yeah, and yeah. you have a high threshold for clapping. You're not a movie clapper, but you can respect when the clapping happens in earnest. And this was earnest clapping from yes. an earnest American. Yes, and you know, claps aren't ticks, huh? Huh? Though they are ticks because you got to get a tick to clap. Yeah. So they are ticks. They are ticks. Um, listen, let's not oversell this. You know, this is not going to be a huge hit. No. I don't think Boys in the Boat is going to get in the Oscar conversation because of its box office. But for an, or a certain audience, this was the pick. And it did better than it could have done. Yes. Um, and this is, I mean, this is a movie that it got... It gets Clooney his next, you know... I think the next time there's some airport bestseller that Clooney wants to turn into yeah. a mediocre movie, he'll be able to because they'll look at Boys in the Boat and say, we didn't take a huge bath on this. Just look at Tender Bar, straight to prime. Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching it while you're buying toilet paper. This, you're watching it on a big screen. So that's a move up for Clooney. Yeah. And I think, listen... Did, are we looking at day bidets for this one? Sure, let's look at a day bidet. So, so Christmas Day did its five point seven million. Then the day bidet on the Tuesday, it did three million, and then the day bidet on the Wednesday, the boys in the boat did two point four million. So it's at eleven point one million after its Wednesday day bidet. It, again. It's gonna do okay. Yeah. But here, here's what I'll say. Let's jump to this to, to I think bring us to the end of this episode. It's doing better than Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari For- is a car crash. D O A. Yeah. Because it's released by Neon, who does not have the money to release a what ninety million dollar Michael Mann movie, which we've heard great things about. Yeah. And we're seeing tonight. Yeah. Our our plan is, and and of course plans could change. So don't hold us to us on the next episode. Yeah. Our plan is to see Ferrari. Um, we got a great boots on the ground report from a trusted source, from a, a host of another podcast. Yeah. I mean, do, do we plug this other podcast? Of course. The Taste Podcast, Food great Culture taste podcast, podcast. One of the great podcasts out there. The host of that show, Matt Rodbar, texted us personally to say that Ferrari was super well made. He enjoyed it. And he said, quote, it wasn't some art house bullshit. But unfortunately... It was released by some art house bullshit studio in Neon. Yeah. You know, this is not a studio that knew how to make a general audience know the existence of a $100 million car racing movie. Yeah. And this is disastrous box office. Yeah. Disastrous box office. And, and, the, and the real, the, I think the bigger thing that's terrible about this is that Michael Mann is a great filmmaker. Sure. I'm not a black hat person. I... Did not see that movie. I'm not going to sit here and say black hat, black hat, black hat, whatever. But when you have... And we're not going to do three episodes on heat. No. When you have Scorsese at the height of his power in the theater, getting promotion, whatever you want to say about the box office on that, people knew it was there. Yes. All right? Michael Mann is a great filmmaker who is not getting the opportunity to get his movies out there. And this is going to make it impossible. Yes, yes. We will. We might never see a Michael Mann movie in the theater ever again. I think the only chance he has, 
Heat 2. Is Heat 2. We're going to see Heat 2 it, so I lied. Well, I, We're going to see I Heat 2. I think this movie does, I think the Ferrari box office does lower the chance of a Heat 2. Heat 2 is the only, you know, he could, listen, he could go out there and find $5 million to make, if Michael Mann wants to make a movie about three couples trapped in a storm in their apartment overnight, he can make that. Yeah. Pre- Michael Mann probably doesn't want to make that That's, low budget of a movie. He, yeah. But Heat 2, I think... As much as that is an IP that you would think is a slam doing to get made if you're getting Austin Butler and Adam Driver and some of these big actors. So, but Adam Driver's in this, and that's bad for Adam Driver too. Yeah, it, it's this. Ferrari's a disaster. I mean, here's a comp I'll give you. Ferrari is the Priscilla to uh, uh, Ford v. Ferrari's Elvis. Yeah. Except Priscilla did better than and Priscilla Ferrari. the the budget and the expectations for Priscilla yes were different. Ferrari was budgeted the same as Ford v Ferrari yes, but it did Priscilla numbers yeah. I mean it's not going to do Pr- Priscilla made twenty million dollars total. No way in Ferra- hell. Ferrari as of Wednesday is at five point six. This is such a uh, such a disaster. You this are Michael a- Mann and you are the second choice for father in laws. Oh, under George Clooney. Oh, right. And that's and that is a huge problem. A huge problem. It's, you know, I I think that I think that is how bad this box office is, is that it makes heat to a tougher green light. And that's probably at this point, the only big budget green light left for Michael. Listen, he's 80 years old. He's made a ton of movies. It's not imperative. He ever makes a movie again. But we'd like to see it. We'd like to see it. We'll go see Ferrari. This movie is totally DOA. It's per theater on Wednesday was $528. You know, it's it's just not, not a big known movie at this point. I think most people who, when they see that on the marquee, they've never heard of it, and they assume it's a tiny movie. They thought Ford V fell off the marquee. Right, right. They think it's like, oh, you know, I love Re-release. that movie, but I, I have it. I own it on I DVD. I own it on DVD. I own it on physical, yeah. Or they think it's a documentary. Yes. You know, I, I, I think there's just no awareness of this movie. Adam Driver hosted a very good episode of SNL a couple of weeks ago, but that was not enough. I mean, it's a Baldwin situation with him. Better SNL host than movie star. Oh, man. That's, yeah. It's a shame. I, yeah, I mean, I I really hope we get to see Adam Driver keep making movies. And as good as Baldwin was on 30 Rock, I don't want to have to see Adam Driver resort to being the third banana on a sitcom. Ugh. Especially modern sitcoms. Now. Ugh. Yeah, so, yeah. So a lot of good news at the box office this week, but I would say the two big coal in the Christmas box office stockings were Aquaman and Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think we did it, Clayton. Oh, we absolutely did it. So, of course, email us. Those boots on the ground emails were incredible. The B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Substack. If you are not already a subscriber, you got to go to the B.O. Boys Substack. The link is below, substack.com slash at the B.O. Boys. Want to B.O. Junior Intern Jack just killing it with Two to three articles a week. He's doing the previews. He's doing the weekend results. He is just writing about the business. He's got a new article, Superhero Fatigue, Fact or Fiction, that he dropped just like a day ago. He dropped it on the day after Christmas. 
and it's incredible. He's got a, a thumbnail in there with Black Adam and Aquaman together. I mean, he's killing with the thumbnails to these articles. Yeah, so you got to go follow us on Substack, Junior Intern Jack, writing up a storm about the box office. Is he the next Scott Mendelson? Listen, we never, you can't put that weight on anyone's head, but he, he, he sees the path there. And of course, as I forget the other young man, wannabe O senior intern, Christopher Jack's boss, killing it on the social media. He posted a great tweet. If you haven't seen it yet, go to the BO boys, Twitter X tweeted out a photo of, of Clayton and I on the road, killing it at a bar on movie trivia. Murdering. Yeah. And we weren't going to a bar just for the sake of going to a bar, huh? We were huh? on a road trip, baptized a baby, all this stuff. Yeah. Stopped at a bar. They had movie trivia. The B.O. boys dominated. Our name was on the screen. Jack, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Wannabeo senior intern Christopher tweeted that out, and he's also putting clips up there, video clips, running our YouTube channel, all this stuff. So... Senior intern Christopher, another great year on the job there. So follow us on Twitter X and on TikTok and on YouTube. We are YouTubers. In 2024, the video output is just going to increase and increase. So look for that. Subscribe now while you still can on the YouTube channel. And uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts before the end of the new year. These end-of-year five-star reviews are perhaps the most important reviews Yes. Yet. You know, people are looking for a new podcast to start their January. They think they're going to go work out, be on the treadmill. They're looking for podcasts. Mm -hmm. Those five-star reviews will get them into our ears when they are, you know, walking slowly. You got to build up from nothing on the treadmill. So five-star reviews. Five stars. Happy New Year. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Perfect. So, Clayton, I think that's it. I think we've done it. There's nothing. I can't think of anything left to say. Except for Until next time, we'll We'll smell smell you at at the box box office. office. Nailed it.